welcome. You've got mail. Hey folks, welcome to another edition of Tech Stream. I'm uh, Beth Everett. The, uh, the wise man here is Shelly Palmer. And uh, it is hot, man. It is hot wherever you're listening. Um, I literally think that the last weather report I saw, it's any place that has ever pressed play on a podcast called TechStream is over 100 degrees. That's what it feels like. My God. But don't worry, Seth. There's no climate change. I have it on yeah. the highest authority. It's all a Chinese not a, host. Not, That's what they not, say. Not a thing. Well, yeah. look, it, it, I feel for the next generation. The next generation is really screwed. They are going to have to deal with this. They're going to have to make major lifestyle changes. And we are not doing a podcast about climate change. We're not, uh, but probably we should. Although I think that topic has been done and done and done. And, you know, human beings aren't wired in any way to deal with long-term problems. If a gunshot went off in this room, you know, I'd be under our desks and out the door. Right? If a tiger walked by, we're like, oh my God, You're someone totally says right. in 20 years, climate's going to do blah, blah, blah. You're like, yeah, that's terrible. Yeah, there's a there's a great John Ehrlichman is a great Twitter account. He always tweets like old things in tech. And uh, he tweeted out an article from 1989 that said uh, climate change is something we really need to address. Yeah. 1989. Well, yeah. By the way, that was a, uh, Earth Day started when I was in grade school. So, yeah, I mean, so, as you, exactly. you said, I'm the wise man. Saying, yeah, I'm yeah, that old right. guy, wizened right. warrior. But yeah, this is not a new concept. No. And and now everybody's like, what's this? Yeah, it's it's hot outside, and it it it's hot it's everywhere. Uncomfortable. Like I just want to be inside all day. Like I don't I don't enjoy even in the morning. Like take my dog for a walk. It's just it's uncomfortable. It's just nothing feels good. I, I I don't know. Well, you want to be really uncomfortable. Reed Hastings does his investor call <laughs> and says, oh, segue. by the way, and Reed Hastings is the CEO of Netflix. Oh, by the way, TV is going to die in five to 10 years. Like linear TV is done. Done. That's why Netflix, even though we lost a whole bunch more subscribers, we're in, we're in a great place. I was like, yeah. Well, there's a couple of interesting things. You know, we can do this all just on Netflix or streaming in general. Um, Netflix is in a very precarious situation right now because, first of all, their market share, and we've talked about this on previous episodes, they have so many subscribers that they're running out of people. And they're running out of people that would, would literally buy it. They're not, they're not getting new people. The people who, have, who want Netflix have it already. Um, the yeah, other they were, aspect, they're originally saying a billion people. They're, they're about somewhere on the 400 million mark, and they're never getting to a billion because there aren't a billion people that are going right. to do it. They're, they but, but, but the argument for Netflix, and I think they have the best app, they have the best uh, interface. The, the whole thing about Netflix is great. The problem is they don't have franchises. They don't have Star Wars. They don't have superheroes. They don't have the things that are making the HBO Maxes and the Disney Pluses more appealing so that if you are specifically and I'm, I'm not stereotyping here but the studies have shown young people don't buy more than a couple of these things and they try to get passwords from their their parents or whomever they're getting it from they share as much as they can but the reality of it is is that if netflix is coming out with great content that is just stuff you like but it's not something that you're expecting. They don't have The Office anymore. They don't have Friends anymore. They don't have Marvel anymore. They don't have DC anymore. They don't have Star Wars anymore. That, those are major things. And the other streaming services are thriving. 
there is uh, just unpacking that. Yes, you're hundred percent right. Netflix is definitely having a content issue and every streaming service that's owned and affiliated with a studio, the studio is holding back as much as possible in order to use in their sure. own, you know, in their own streaming. Remember service. the podcast we did about Amazon buying MGM. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Netflix didn't buy MGM. So there's no James Bond movies coming to Netflix. That that is correct. It's all going to prime. And what's very interesting to me is how badly broken the model is. And you're going to remember back a million years to when who wants to be a millionaire was the biggest show on television. And it was on the ABC television With, network. Uh, Regis. Oh, pre, yeah. Um, Regis, Regis Philbin, the late, great Regis Philbin late, was the, uh, the host of it. It was on one night a week. Yep. And then they decided we're doing so well with this. <laughs> and, and it's so it cheap. So cheap to produce. <laughs> we're going four nights across the board. And what they did was to the industry was fascinating because that was the hour of scripted dramas and they took the scripted dramas off the air because they were really expensive. And actually they took the, the scripted half hours off the sitcom. Like they literally killed at that time, 30% of the new content business because they wanted to save four hours of production a week money, which they did. And they, and the who wants the millionaire numbers were so amazing. They made so much short-term money. Well, but that's also survivor fits that mold. And it all, all yeah, but, they did, but CBS didn't put it on four days a week in primetime. Sure. I mean, ABC I literally stopped yeah. buying primetime programming from Warner brothers, from Paramount, from anybody. They just, Sony. Yeah. We're, we're doing our thing. So what was the, the, what was the ripple effect of that? Well, the ripple effect of that was, there were no primetime shows to go down into syndication. So there was like, and the cable companies had nothing to buy. The cable networks had nothing to buy. So the broad, it never, you know, there was a, there was a kind of a, a ripple down, a trickle down. First, it started in primetime on a network, right? That was the, the premier Barker channel for something. Then there were two places it could go. A big cable network like a TNT or a USA could, could get it, or it could go into broadcast syndication as a package, and you would see that on the local stations, right? But every time that happened, the creators and the studio and the, everybody got money, like a lot of money. And that all forced the cable companies to start figuring out new ways to make content. And it forced the local television stations to put a lot of news on, lots of news, because it was cheap to produce and they could do a lot of it and they were paying the people anyway. So the, the actual change in the TV business at that time was, was amazing. And everyone in the business, deep in the business, understood the ramifications, including, by the way, ABC. They just wanted the shareholders to get the, the value now. And they weren't thinking long term because none of them expected to be there much, you know, very long. When... Netflix started spending $8 billion a year on, in Hollywood, buying stuff that was what you and I would call disposable TV. I mean, you have been adamant and vocal about how there's just no good content on Netflix. Even the stuff they make, it's sort of like it is the uh, junk food of, of video, right? You watch it once, you never have to watch it again. You're not telling people to watch it. Right. Even yeah. Stranger Things. Is Stranger Things, Orange is the New Black, 
House of Cards. They were great shows. Yeah. They're not things that you're now searching for to rewatch. And they're not line extended. And so they spent an awful lot of money on things that had no replay value and no secondary market. It's not like they can sell it to anyone. And now that the franchises have been pulled, right, where, where the HBO universe, which is now Warner Brothers Discovery, where HBO now lives, they're not going to let anything out that they don't have to let out unless they're getting paid a ton of money for it. And who's paying them a ton of money for it if all they can do is get a subscription monthly? And as you said, there are no more subscribers to get. So what is Netflix going to do? They're, they've got a, they are really under pressure. But the whole business model is under pressure now because everybody is spending somewhere between five and 25 million per episode with no place to get additional money except more subscribers. Now, if you're HBO Max, there's plenty of subscribers to get. If you're Disney, there are lots of subscribers left. Sure. Apple, there's plenty of subscribers left. Even Amazon, plenty of subs left. Netflix, they pretty much have everybody. So this week and this week, Disney uh, put uh, Deadpool, Deadpool 2 and Logan. Yeah. Uh, three rated R movies uh, onto Disney Plus. So that 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 model's over. You know, I've always been personally wondering when uh, ESPN, Hulu and, and Disney Plus are just going to merge to make one app. Um, yeah, it's an interesting question. I, I tell I you just, what, it just seems like they're all you know, they're not really competing against themselves. And what, what's weird about them is they have different interfaces. And so yeah. it's the same, it's the same content, but you know, you have to go to one to see only murders in the building, which is great. Uh, the Derek Jeter documentary is on ESPN plus, And then, you know, all this Marvel. Then you got the old man on Hulu stuff. and you've got uh, Terminalist right. on Hulu. Yeah. And, and Hulu Umbrella. had the dropout. They, they've had great stuff. It's yeah. just, they're different. They're, they're a different model. And I, I just wonder the simplification, you know, the consolidation of these things, you know, why one company needs to share, you know, to, to, to have three apps uh, doesn't make any sense. I don't understand the HBO Max. I, idea. I think, look, I think the consolidation of that industry is coming pretty quickly because there's just so well, many HBO problems. Max and Discovery Plus because of the Warner, Warner and Discovery. Yeah, like just I, put them we'll all see. together. Like well, just, just these mergers. These mergers are relatively new. The technology, the integration of that technology is going to be a formidable and a very expensive thing to do. And they're not going to get anything for it. In other words, it's not like they're going to have, um, in fact, you could argue they're going to have a worse situation, right? Because they're going to take three subscription fees and put them as into two subscription fees or one subscription fee. No, but there, there's so many ways. If you're smart, there's so many ways to get this cheap. I'll give, give you a perfect example. Uh, I don't have Showtime. Like I, there's not enough on Showtime that's warranted the 10.99 a month. Right. Uh, for Prime Day, Amazon had a thing. Showtime for two months for 99 cents a month. Mm -hmm. Done. Got it. I saw Billions. Done. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I was interested in the next season of Billions, and I was like, okay, I'm in. Uh, like I'll 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 see that. Like there's ways to get around this cable subscription model, and right now I haven't seen a need to get rid of Netflix. Uh, Netflix announced that they're experimenting with a thing where you can uh, lend your password out for a $2.99 fee to give your password out. That's gonna try to eliminate the password sharing and it could be extra revenue for Netflix. That's interesting. I wonder if the other places are gonna do that. I know that my kids have all my streaming apps on their phones as they get older and they go off on their own, they're taking them with them. They're not giving them. They're not giving them back. They're not going to say, "Here, look, Dad, I'm gone." Here's the Netflix. Yeah, password. look, the economics of the streaming business are precarious at best. They, they could consolidate these apps, but they have to consolidate the subscription fees. Will they? I don't know. 
you know, people got on to Showtime because of the First Lady and and a few other things. Maybe Man Who Fell to Earth, uh, what people wanted to see, or you know, there were there are a bunch. The, the but people- it was the same model. Like, like Star Wars isn't on there. Right. So here's the thing. But the HBO Max, it's all the Superman stuff yeah. and Batman and that and that, that. But there's a major difference between Showtime and HBO. No and argument. That's what it is. The no franchise. argument. No argument. But if you remember back in the day, any one show, literally one show, uh, could could make a network. And and I think that was that's important to understand. Right. But that's like, been years ago. No, it's true now. I mean, you, you, you what are you watching anything on network television this fall? Mean, I am the nerd that l- looked this up. No, look, um, I have three Bravo, shows. Bravo was about to die as a cable network, and Queer Eye for the Straight Guy brought them back to life. Would First Lady bring Showtime to life? No, it's no. not enough of a show, it's not a franchise, it's not a thing. It didn't, we can get big enough, but we're still in a hit driven business. And hits matter. And, you know, you're saying here, they don't have Star Wars, they don't have this, they don't have that. It's like, well, you need a Star Wars. It's like, hey, you, you know, you want to <clears throat> change the music industry? You want to you be a star in the music industry? Guess what you need? A hit. Not just one, a yeah, bunch. What I don't understand about Showtime is if I spend the $10.99 for, for Showtime, I want Paramount+. Plus. Right. That's another app I don't have. I don't have Paramount Plus or Showtime because there's not enough on there. And Netflix is teetering on that. Is this Every time I think are, of is this dropping you are Netflix, not a Star Trek person? Is that did we I wasn't we a big Star Trek person. I've seen the 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 uh, the original series I saw, the animated series I saw, and the I never saw the next generation. I never saw the Enterprise or this one, that one. I just I, I, I didn't. I'm not sure limits. how it is you and I even like each other. That's amazing. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, some of the Star Trek stuff's unwatchable, but all of it's on Paramount Plus. Um, so and that's look, my point. I never went for for Paramount Plus or uh, Showtime. Right. And you know, well, when this 99 shows. cent thing is over, it just it, that that's there's limits. But HBO Max, I would never get rid of. It's Batman. The animated series is on there. So this uh, the is Sopranos the interesting is point. on there. So this is the interesting point. Reed Hastings got on his investor call and he said TV's gone in five to ten years. And I got in a lot of trouble because I was like, no, TV's not gone in five to ten years because you don't need to wait that long in somewhere around twenty nine ish. The NFL is going to decide what it's going to do with its next contract, the broadcast contract. And either the broadcast industry is going to come up with billions and billions, Carl Sagan style billions of dollars, or they aren't. And then the NFL is going to have to decide if the network effect of broadcast television still has any value to them. And if it doesn't, could they make more money for their team owners by streaming directly or selling to or selling an exclusive license to Apple or Amazon or some combination of all of them, like they had a combination of broadcasters the last, uh, you know, 50 years or whatever it is, they'll have a combination of streamers the next 50 years. Then we're going to see TV, linear TV, take a giant hit. It won't die, but it's going to be slowly and painfully, you know, well, showing its age. This week, I did a podcast on my Sports with Friends podcast with a college football writer uh, who talked about uh, USC and UCLA leaving the Pac-12 for the Big Ten. And the yeah, that was interesting. Is, the reason they did it is because of streaming. It's because Apple, they are going to split their rights probably between ESPN and Apple. And the money that the Big Ten schools will make is four times, for example, what an ACC school will make. Right. The playing field completely changed. 
And the no reason is, and it, but it's all streaming. So to read Hastings point is that if, if sports, if live sports start to go by the way of the streaming service, so you're now seeing the Thursday night football for, for the NFL, mm-hmm. you're starting to see the Sunday ticket is probably going to go to Apple or Amazon. Like if, if it's sports is the thing that's holding linear television together. That's a Shelly Palmer. Just, that's a Shelly Palmer thesis, right? The NFL contract. But that's just a made matter TV. of time. So in that case, Reed Hastings is right. Well, yeah, he is and he isn't. I mean, the way I was looking at it, I, I kept thinking, Reed, are, are you, is that a plan, a promise, or a prayer? Like, is Netflix going to go bid for the NFL contract in 29 for the 31, you know, year? Well, but, that's, but that's what I'm saying. That, that, is it that because that's, that, right. by the way, that's one of the few things they might be able to afford that would give them some reason to exist. Because as you said, it's going to be really hard for Warner Brothers Studios to take Netflix seriously while they own HBO Max. It's going to be hard for CBS Studios to take Netflix seriously while they own Paramount Plus totally. like and Showtime. They're not, they're not going, the, the big studios are not going to be selling their content to competitive streamers unless there is a compelling financial reason to do so, which set at the moment that, there right. isn't. That's so, the, but that's the point. And so the, this idea of, I, look, I am that nerd. I looked. I wanted to see how many network shows. I'll tell you, the, there's three. Uh, the Goldbergs, season 10. I saw season one through nine. I'm going to stay with it. I'll watch the Goldbergs, but I'll watch it on Hulu. Uh, Family Guy, same same argument. I've been there for 20 years. Family Guy exists. I'll watch it on, on Hulu. And then they're doing a continuation, not a reboot, but a continuation of Quantum Leap. That was one of my favorite shows as a kid. I'm mm-hmm. so in on Quantum Leap. I will totally watch your Quantum Leap, but I'll watch it on Hulu. Like, I, I, I'm not watching it Tuesday nights at eight o'clock. Like, I, I don't have a DVR to set. It's I'll I'll add it to my list. And that, that that'll be the way I, I consume this stuff. And, you know, one of the funniest fights, you know, the Apple TV app, you know, takes all your streaming services and makes that really cool list. Yes. Of all the of all the programs on different apps, mm-hmm. except for Netflix apps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you have a, like Peaky Blinders will never go on, on on that. And I'm thinking to myself, like, what are you doing? Like, why are you doing this? Like, why are you being so stubborn? I think the key for, for Netflix and what you hope as the consumer is that they were humble just enough to want to play with everybody. I, I don't know, Seth. You know, in 21, there was an all-time high number of scripted series available in the United States, both on broadcast and streaming together. It, the number was something like 559 scripted shows. Uh, a decade earlier, you're looking at about 70 shows a year that are made. Oh, yeah. It's Be- a golden era. So, well, but I don't know that we're going to see that again. Uh, 21 might have been the peak because I don't, the business model just isn't never was and now isn't sustainable. And with Netflix saying they can't grow, which they've proven pretty well, a couple quarters now, and all the other competition they have, as you've laid out, there's some real competition and there's content wars going on. I'm not sure we're going to see, like we may be spoiled. I don't, you know, during the pandemic, I said, well, I could use up the internet. You know, I've watched every show possible. No, but that's not true. Close. I haven't. There are like amazing shows. Like you can never get through the number of shows. Not that they're all for you. They aren't. They're they're all targeted differently. But I think I've watched everything I would ever want to watch. Speaking of which, did you catch the last season of Umbrella Academy? I'm in the middle of it. It's I won't great. tell you about it then. 
I can't wait. I, it, it, I'm in the middle. I had to wait to finish The Boys and Ms. Marvel. And those are the two that I was I, I waited for. Plus, I'm in the middle of uh, For All Mankind. Was the was was the boys worth it? Oh, totally. I've watched three episodes and I'm thinking oh. to myself, do I want to keep this up? Yeah, I do. The, and and the guy who plays Homelander, give just give him an Emmy Award right now. Okay. He is he is so brilliant. He's so creepy. And just the idea that as somebody who grew up as a big Justice League fan, uh-huh. that you could do this pseudo Justice League and make them all corrupt sons of bitches. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> The boys is so much fun. What I have trouble with the boys doing is I have trouble reviewing it because it's so it's just so good. So that my response is uh, welcome to the Hall of Justice, boys. It's great, isn't it? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to say. I, I like it's so hard. Yeah, it's I'm going such back to it. Show. I stopped because I realized the Umbrella Academy was, you know, uh, the Umbrella Academy is great. It's you got to be really you got to re- you got to pay attention, though. To the yes. you cannot casually watch them. No, I I made the uh, mistake of um, dozing off in the at, oh, no, towards no. the middle of, of episode six. Had to go back and rewatch it. <laughs> you because, had to go back and rewatch. Yeah, because yeah, I watched the seven. I'm like, wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Right, yeah. there are a bunch of shows that I I have two levels of shows because when I'm working, especially when I'm not editing audio, I can have something on in the background on another monitor and it's sure? just on and I'm half consuming it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how I consume some shows, but the shows that I just I'm zoned in on, I don't see as fast because I'm busy. Yeah, you know, because you stinking jobs. I it gets in the way. Hey, you got to work. Seth, for all know? mankind, for all mankind is in a in a world where Stranger Things four was brilliant and Obi Wan Kenobi was brilliant. Uh, for all mankind could be the best thing on any streaming service this summer. This summer, wow. it is. It is it is dramatic. It is a fraction of it. It's like 25% of it is space and sci-fi. 25% of it is relationships. 25% is family and government. And the rest is just suspense. It's just so good. For, for those of you who don't know, For All Mankind is this alternative history where it starts off with the Soviets land on the moon first. And the ramifications of that act change history throughout. And there's little bits of historical fiction. Season one is the 60s. Season two is the 70s and 80s. Season three now is the 90s. And they're just going through history. And you see these people. And uh, it's not all space stuff, it's, but it, there's enough space stuff. Did you like Gravity, the movie Gravity? I did. Yeah, it's like that. It's like that. It's I've watched a little bit of it. You know, the alternative oh. history thing sort of, oh. I was like, okay, yeah, that's clever. And I, I sort of, yeah, so smart. I wanted to watch, but I'll go back now with your ringing endorsement, the <laughs> Seth Everett seal of approval. There's one thing. I, yeah. There, yeah. There are no, people, I'm, I did a podcast for Syracuse, uh, our, 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 our school there. Uh, they do uh, an NPR show called pop life. And they, at the end, they said, what's one show that you watch that nobody's watching. And I said, for all mankind. And I sold it so much that mm-hmm. people have been tweeting at me saying they're binging it now. And wow. it's, it's so good it, for all mankind. I, it's not that long. There's 10 episodes, three seasons. It, it it's so good. All right. Well, it's so good. I, like I'm in, I, tears. I watched the first, I watched the first two seasons and the third season I, I started, I got to about yeah. the second episode was like, oh, okay. with the hotel. With yeah. the hotel in space. Uh, yeah. With and I'm like, gravity. Oh, 
yeah, yeah, okay, I got oh it. Oh my god, and the kid yeah. who's the son of the of the astronauts who killed themselves. Don't spoil it for those who haven't seen it. You know, so good. Yeah, it's all excellent. And the president, the 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 president of the United States in this little universe is something else. Something else. Again, I won't I won't spoil it for those who haven't seen it. But like I, I, now now I will finish it, Seth. I got seven more episodes to go so in good. season three. And and I'll, next and week's I, text stream is just for all mankind. Okay. Yeah. And I, you're gonna have to do the Hall of Justice because I need somebody who's seen this that can review <laughs> it. Because every time I tweet about it, nobody's seen it. Really? It's so weird. It's so weird. It's not. I mean, people have watched Ted Lasso. And I think people have watched the morning show. Sure. Uh, you know, and those are good. Don't get me wrong. I'm not anti either one of those. Uh, I think for all mankind is the best thing Apple's ever done. Well, Remember you heard it. Done. You heard it here first. <laughs> Seth Everett ringing endorsement. It's for all mankind. Uh, what I'd be interested to hear from tech stream listeners is, have you ever considered unsubscribing to Netflix? I'd love to know somebody. It's the one I've never touched. It's the like everything else I've scaled back or I've gone in. I've, I've done this. I've done that. I was a subscriber to Disney Plus from day one. But Netflix is like the original bad boy. Have you considered unsubscribing from Netflix? Just dropping it all together. That's a really interesting question. I have not ever considered it. Um, I bet you there's listeners of our I'm show. I'm sure. I, it will surprise you to learn I don't for whatever reason, I've never felt compelled to buy the extra 4K version. No, never needed. Because while I have 4K sets everywhere, the stuff that they do in 4K doesn't need to be in 4K to be enjoyed. And it's it's not even a money thing. The production value on Stranger Things was amazing. Each episode looked like a feature film. Forget the story. Like, forget all the, 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 the references. If you're looking from a pure a pure visual, the cinematography is a feature film quality in each episode. And no, I talk to people who do shows on the CW, our beloved CW. Oh yeah, and they have you know an eighth of that budget, and it shows. So at the end of the day, 4K is amazing. What makes it amazing is the high dynamic range and the wide color gamut. I think, and maybe I'll do it today. I don't know. It's not a money thing. I just, it's never been offered to me. Like they don't sell it and I don't think of it. And when I'm watching, I don't miss it because I'm not looking at it in the in comparison to any other show because whatever I'm watching con- consumes the entire screen. So I haven't, uh, you know, done the upsell because they haven't upsold me. Like It's not like when you log into Netflix and says, hey, you want to give us an extra five bucks a month? We'll give you this 4K thing. They don't do that. So I, you know, you have to go and personally like go sign up for the more expensive service if you want to do it, to seek it out. And I, I haven't done it, but everything else uh, on every other streaming service I have, I have the 4K version of because it was the natural thing to do. I, but I never thought about unsubscribing from Netflix ever. So that's I, tech stream listeners. This is armchair research at best. It's clearly not rigorous academically and or it's not even, you know, just, this is armchair research, but anecdotally. Hit us up on Twitter at TechStream or hit us hit me up at Shelly Palmer and and just you know say yeah I would unsubscribe from Netflix or no I wouldn't I mean or I have or I have oh you have yeah. yeah I mean that'd be great to know that'd yep. be great 
All right, let us know, and uh, we will uh, we'll follow, do a follow-up next week right here on TechStream. Have a great weekend. Stay cool, no matter where you are listening. I don't care if you're in Europe. I don't care if you're in Antarctica. It's hot everywhere. This is TechStream. We'll see you then.